Welcome back to Raising Up Cops, a podcast about raising Coptic kids in Western culture. If you don't know us by now, my name is Madonna, and I also am joined by my wonderful co-host, Laura. Hi, Madonna. I wanted us to talk today about something that comes up every year, or is coming up this year, which is Holy Week. And I really wanted to know, Madonna, I love hearing from you. You have so many great ideas. But I, you also have some challenges this year about Holy Week. So I really wanted to hear from you. What's What did we learn last year? And like, what are we going to do differently this year? And, and the kids have grown. I don't know. I just want all the details. <laughs> I mean, this is always a great topic because I also have discovered that a lot of the things that I like go into it knowing I'm going to do, sometimes what I expect happens so differently. So then I have to like readjust and things don't go as planned. And then also as my kids get older, my plan has to change too, right? Like things cannot always be the same way I treated them when they were toddlers and one-year-olds, you know? But one thing that I will say for sure that I think has stayed consistent is that what I call preparing for game day. You know, I can't show up the day of Holy Week and expect my kids to be engaged and enjoy the time there. And um, because like it's a lot, it, it's a lot going on. There's a lot of depth and there's a lot of meaning. That's just one part of it. But then also just the volume of hours that we spend in church that week is quite a bit. So I don't expect from them all obviously to be like fully participating and fully attending and and like, you know, just enjoying every second of it. But I do expect that it's going to take some work on my part in the, in the beginning in order to get them to get the most out of it as much as possible. Um, I don't know if you've kind of noticed the same thing. Yeah. I think that there's just, you've got to like the purpose of Lent is kind of a warm up for Holy week, but I feel like, especially when you have kids, you kind of have to like warm the water slowly and build anticipation so that when it happens, they're excited. So for example, my daughter, she's finishing up middle school and she's really tired and stressed out and her teachers are cramming all kinds of things in before Holy week, which is um, when they have spring break. And, um, and I told her, I was like, actually just picture it this way. You're going to do this and you're going to be done. And then you're going to be off and we're going to do spring break in church and it'll be hard, but we'll be together. Like just reframing things for her Mm. or for my son, for example, he has started doing his, um, uh, Sophia called him the master of him remixes. So he'll like start on one hymn and then in the middle will accidentally be in a completely different hymn. But he has started his like Holy Week remix. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like the house, you're just starting to feel it in the house. Like we're all kind of slowly like trying to get ready because it's like running a marathon or something. You got to you got to take that breath, you know. Absolutely. And I and I have um, and you mentioned at the beginning, Laura, that there's extra challenges this year for us. And I'll go ahead and say it. So like, you know, we typically are in our church in Virginia and they are English heavy. Everything is done in English with the exception of some Coptic here and there. And so when I teach my kids the hymns, obviously I teach it to them in, in English and that's how we repeat it. However, this year I'm going to be spending it in the church I grew up in, which is very Arabic and Coptic heavy. And so, um, and they do, they do English too. I'm not saying that they don't do any, but definitely there's going to be times where the kids are not going to know what's going on. And so I feel like I kind of have to start over with introducing the hymns because now I have to teach it to them in a different language, which is kind of nice because I am gaining the perspective of what it's like to come in at Holy Week without having all of like the, the information that we normally would have. So you kind of like, I'm relearning the the challenges of trying to get somebody acclimated to Holy Week without them knowing much about it, you know? 
Um, and so it's not that it's it's a bad thing that I have to do this, but it definitely is just kind of feels like starting over. So we are going to be relearning them in Arabic so that they're not sitting out for a lot of it. That's that's one of the things. Um, but so what I kind of decided to do this year, Laura, and unintentionally this happened was it's probably not going to be him heavy that I'm going to be, you know, teaching them these things. Just the spirit of what Holy Week is about is is our focus. Um, so there is this book that I discovered called Amon's Adventures, which if you look at it, it's actually spelled A-M-O-N, like Amon. But when I read the beginning, it tells you to pronounce it like Amon as <laughs> a pronunciation dictionary. Um, and it's it's called A Family Story for Easter, and it's meant to be a read aloud to read throughout Lent. And it is incredible because it's historical fiction. And so what this author very, very cleverly does do is that he um, introduces a lot of what context of that time period of when Jesus was, you know, um, during the height of his ministry from age 30 to 33. And it talks about the Jewish traditions and it talks about and it even introduces real characters from the Bible. So in it, we we uh, get introduced to Caiaphas, the high priest. We get introduced to Joseph of Arimathea. We get introduced to um, Bartholomew and like all these people like that were the disciples. It's like the chosen in a book. <laughs> yes, yes. But it came out before the chosen, by yes, the way. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. So you get so much context because they even discuss like the temple and you learn about like the court of women and the court of Israel and like who's allowed where. And it does it so um, seamlessly. It like talks to you about how these things were organized and who is allowed where. So even when the kids now are getting into the part where Jesus is introduced into the story, there's so much more context than just there's a man who was born in a manger and now he's at the point where he's going to die and it's for our sins, the end. It just is so much more meaningful. I love it when stories like that or resources um, take into consideration intelligence of children. You know, uh, I try to do that in my own products. I don't know if I'm always successful, but like, it's like when you recognize this, that someone's treating a child like an intelligent human being, it really is a beautiful thing, you know? And I think that that's something kids really value, like being recognized for their, being challenged, right? Challenged to take in more, learn more, try to understand something deeper. Yeah. And you know what? Like there was, um, even the humor in it is very smart because it's very true to the time. So like, uh, just like a small example, like um, one who describes like the the boy that's the main character. He's around during this time. He has just turned 13, which by Jewish tradition, he's become a man. Right. And he talks about how like th- he met this girl and he's trying to say the girl is strong. But he was saying like this girl could outrun a camel in a camel race, you know, like even the like the jokes are and we laughed at it. But the jokes are even true to like things that they would have measured by that time you know, um, like, cause you know, whatever it, I just, it's very, very well done. We're only, um, like nine chapters in right now out of like 20 something, but they are so good. And the kids do not want me to stop reading it every night. They want me to keep going, which says a lot. Yeah. I think that's lovely. Um, I feel like you touched a little bit on this idea of like being in a new church for, um, for, Uh, Lent for Holy Week specifically and I remember when we first moved to Jacksonville what an adjustment it was 
And I was, I just was like, we're not even, we're, the breaks are different. And every time I tried to sing, I would stumble. And it was like, this yes. is my, I'm supposed to be good at this. And I can't even figure out where we are. And, and I think that that's something that happens to a lot of people. If you're, if you are in a new church for Holy Week, or if you're visiting somebody else for Holy Week, it's an experience there. There's so many good things to take away. Like so many, um, uh, how do I put it? Like, you just, you can pick up so many different traditions that you might want to adopt or so many different perspectives or like things they do that are cool. And, um, I feel like the beauty of our churches, even though we're all like supposed to quote, supposed to be doing the same thing. And we are, we also just have so much nuance and, and really our faith is very personal and every church has its own like flavor almost. Yeah. That's a great way to describe it. It's kind of like, you know, you present a bunch of teachers with the same curriculum they're all going to do it differently, you know, because it depends on the personality of the priests and of the, the parishioners and everything. So it's really interesting how we're going to go through this, because another thing is that the church that I, you know, that we normally attend, um, they're pretty good about, for example, explaining things as we go along. And uh, I'll be perfectly honest, the services are also not as long. So it's going to be interesting to see what my children's stamina will be like in this uh, in this very tradition, more traditional version of of things, and during Holy Week, but I have to keep perspective that this is also the church that made me love Holy Week so much. This is the church that made me who I am in terms of my relationship to Orthodoxy and to Coptic Orthodoxy specifically. So I know that there's a lot of beauty in it, and I know one of the things that we used to do when we were kids growing up in this church was we were very involved in setting up the church, you know, to get it ready for Holy Week. Um, and we were, we saw like the flowers being brought in to set up the the things for Good Friday and the curtains being changed to black and like all these things. And Palm Sunday is going to be a whole production this year because what we used to do was we would invite everybody over with their palms and we would teach them how to do the palm weaving. Um, so it's, probably a much more family experience throughout the church. And so I am excited about them getting to experience that aspect of it. So there's definitely a lot of benefits to being in a different place, like you said, and experiencing different flavor of the same thing. Yeah. I remember like one of the traditions that was at St. Damiana that I didn't know about from um, my home church was, or like we didn't do this, uh, but the deacons would bring the very littlest um, kids into the side altar and they would have like the little kids beheading the roses and like um, getting the petals out so that literally the kids would just like rush in there at one point during Good Friday and they would be like beheading roses and ripping petals and <laughs> and it just made it so um, communal for them and I thought that was such a beautiful like additional thing that I would never have thought of I mean we it's not something that we ever did as kids and so I think it's lovely to see that definitely the palms I'm a big fan of um weaving palms and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's, they're just so much beauty. Yes. And I think that this year I'm going to probably have to, so last year I had to pack quite a large book bag of supplies in order to keep the kids, uh, with it during the time. Um, and it was a challenge. Like, obviously they, we had to take a lot of breaks. I had to make sure I had enough snacks, um, and that like I had a variety of activities, like I couldn't just get a bunch of coloring things because that can only last for so long. Like I can give a billion different sheets of coloring, but in the end, it's all coloring. Um, and so I'm definitely going to be thinking hard about the kinds of activities that we can do. Um, like for example, I brought a, I just found online a, a loom, like a weaving loom, 
um, that was like for eight bucks. And I was like, why not? Like, why don't we just sit and weave? And then that maybe that'll be good practice for Palm Sunday or something. And then they could take it and work on it in church, um, something quiet and something useful handicraft. So I'm still thinking through about exactly how we're going to go through this, go about this. I feel like I really needed this conversation because I definitely haven't been thinking ahead as much. I mean, my kids are getting older. So in some ways they're self-sufficient. They're going to bring their own things and they're going to, you know, for example, my daughter right now is part of this like um, small group hymns class where they're learning some of like the more advanced hymns. And I just feel like they're going to have, she has her own things to engage her, you know, like that age group right now is doing their own thing that I don't have to plan ahead for. But you know, I think like what you said, snacks, like my son gets so hungry (laughs) in general, just like on a normal day. And so making sure that we are thinking through those things, even as the kids get older, um, making sure that we are taking care of our basic needs, because by the end of the week, we're, we're fried, right? So if we're not thinking ahead, and if we're not pacing ourselves properly, um, we might be too exhausted for, you know, really for tasting the, the most beautiful days. And one of the things I would encourage listeners to do is to pull their kids out of school. You know, Madonna's kids are homeschooled. My kids just happen to have Holy Week off for spring break. But if neither of those things are true for you, I recommend that you, these are religious holidays. You just write a note and I'll, I have, um, I'm working on a Holy Week guide where I have a sample note if you need to see one, but take your kids out for Holy Week. Uh, maybe not all of Holy Week. Sorry. I mean, I understand, but for Good Friday. And if you can take them out for Covenant Thursday, that would be great too, for them to watch Abuna washing the feet of the people um, to really live those days. Uh, it, it's such a beautiful and impactful thing. Like Madonna said, this is what made us cops in the end is participating in, in these, in the depth and the, the emotion of Holy Week. And I think, Laura, you touched on a really good point. It's the fact that my parents also treated it as a holiday the whole week, not just the Easter Sunday part, you know, like, so even if I didn't attend the morning things, we all went in the evenings. It was a family affair and it was not up for discussion, but it didn't like, it's not like, it's not like it was something that I argued about. It was just understood because we had done it for so long that this is something I'm going to do. Now, I think that as somebody as like as a cradle cop, obviously that's a lot easier, right? But for somebody that's just coming in, it can probably feel really overwhelming and it can probably feel um, exhausting and it can be. But I think that's why I say that a lot of, like if you do a lot of groundwork ahead of time, it doesn't feel as cumbersome. Um, and one of the things, Laura, that you do that I think is great is you have this, Holy Week journal um, that I think makes it a lot more, not that it's unbearable, but a lot more bearable <laughs> during the time. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So, I know this sounds like a plug that we planned, but it really wasn't. Yeah, I didn't, we didn't talk about, about it. <laughs> um, so the Holy Week journal is something that I've done literally my entire adult life because I cannot sit there. So for those of you who maybe don't know, uh, during Pascha, we have a long psalm for every hour, every like liturgical hour, not every physical hour, um, where the deacon chants for a very long time, uh, especially if you're younger or have, you know, attention issues like I do. <laughs> you cannot, you know, like sit there twiddling your thumbs for that long. Um, so for me, I started journaling um, and I created my own version of it, which is the Holy Week journal, so that every time the psalm is being 
um, chanted. I am meditating on the psalm. I am writing out my prayers and meditations. I'm clearing out the garbage thoughts in my head and replacing them with, you know, God's truth, absorbing the beauty of church and all of its like the iconography and the sounds and the sights and the people and um, really being present. And so that's one of the things that I found really helpful, um, the Holy Week journal. Um, but yeah, I feel like kids benefit from that too, from, you know, being able to take some time to reflect or point, just point out little things. Like you can make random moments special and make them like, um, like milestones for the kids. So, you know, um, it's really beautiful when you have a favorite part of Holy Week as a parent and you are, are like presenting that in, with excitement to your child. It doesn't have to end up being their favorite, but like, for example, the kids know that like, remember me, oh Lord, is like a really big deal for me. And I'm not leaving the church if we are doing that hymn. <laughs> like, I'm not. And so they know, they know that like, mom is going to, you're starving. That's too bad. I'm not moving. Until we're done with this. <laughs> you know? I respect that. I respect that so much. <laughs> you got to have your thing, you know, like whatever your thing is, it, it actually doesn't matter just for them to see you being passionate about something. And for you to highlight something gives them like a, a, a foothold, a handhold to grasp to climb this giant mountain which is holy week so. and i think i love also like n- not to skip over what you said but to go back kind of to the holy week journal and just to teach our kids even to get them make a big deal of it give them each their own like notebook or journal or book that they read along with whatever it is i think um you inspired me laura i think i'm going to do that with my kids too is just you know m- maybe that will help when i when they get an idea of the rhythm of each of the hours you know like so we stand up we do the thine is the power and then we sit and we listen to the gospel and you do your you do your quiet time in the middle of it like you draw in your notebook about what you hear you don't have to write draw read your book whatever that's quiet time then you stand up and we sing and then you know like, or this is rest, this is break time. Um, I think if they get into a rhythm of that with the hours by the end of the week, hopefully they'll become pros at it <laughs> or they'll be exhausted. I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and that, one of the things Madonna said in past years that I want us to remember again today, you do like, I know because I'm a perfectionist and I think I have to be there for every hour, every minute. And I don't because I'm human. <laughs> I'm not there. Um, but the idea that you can go for an hour or two, you can like, let's say your church does evening Pascha from six to nine and the kids go to bed at seven. So you go from six to seven and then you drive them home and tuck them in, you know, like you don't have to do, you don't have to kill yourself. It is a very joyous time. So enjoy it. Like relish it is what I'm trying to say. And that's Laura, you reminded me that last year, I remember good Friday was like, a fail, but a win for us because I went planning for the entire day and I brought like snacks and I timed it out and activities and I like billions of activities. We went first thing in the morning and then about 12 o'clock, the kids like were done, done. Like they were done, done. And there was no way that I was going to keep them any longer. And I was like, okay, you know what? We're just going to go home. But I didn't go home to end the day. I went home, we went home. And then like we had, I had this, bought this like metal, cross frame from Dollar Tree and I bought flowers on my way home and we like sat there and we decorated the cross with flowers and we created our little tomb that we do every year um and so it was still like on theme but it was interactive and I was able to like discuss with them and make it more uh come alive um so even if you cannot make the service for any reason you cannot last the service for any reason 
you can make it something good still, like you said, Laura, relish it. And I think that um, a lot of us kind of go into Holy Week and like we kind of tend to put all of the negatives in front of us. Like this is too long for the kids. This is too early. This is too late. This is whatever. And even for ourselves that like I'm tired, I'm whatever. Um, if you can just find the pockets to make it yours and to make it theirs and own it, even if it's like a really quality hour from the whole week, that's not a loss. That's not a loss in my opinion. I'm not your priest, so I cannot say that for sure. But as far as I'm concerned, that is not a loss. The idea is to remember why you're there, right? And what the goals of parenting for you are, right? And we, for this podcast, our goal is to raise strong Coptic Orthodox Christians. And in order to do that, Holy Week is one of the best tools, you know? And so, but Holy Week to your detriment, Holy Week until your somebody passes out and you they have to go to the ER. Like, we don't have to do that. <laughs> yes. We're not asked to do that. We are asked to, you know, Take follow the avenues to our goal, um, knowing that we have again the best tool in hand, which is Holy Week. And that's another book, by the way, that um, my kids and I read. It's a little little picture book called uh, Buscha at the Duck Pond, um, and it is a cute little book about like a rooster and like a cat and a little mouse and a little like badger or something like that, and they all experience Holy Week differently. Um, or they, and it's really, really cute because you've got like the rooster who is the rule follower and tries to make sure everyone else follows the rule and very, very like rigid. His name is actually rigid. And then you've got like the cat who literally doesn't care at all and everything bypasses her and doesn't matter. And then you've got the mouse and like the characters are all like you can find yourself at each of the characters and it has a really beautiful ending. So that's another book that I recommend is Baskhat the Duck Pond for your younger kids. So definitely take a look at those. Um, and if you need more inspiration, we are really, really, really lucky at the time that we are living that there's quite a few resources available to us. I think that if you search on Instagram, there's like, um, of course, I'm drawing a blank about all the different creators now. But yeah, for example, Creative Orthodox has Anastasis, The Harrowing of Haiti. Oh, beautiful book. Graphic novel that my uh, the, the kids are obsessed with. Like every kid who reads it Same. for the first time is like, what is that? <laughs> it's yes. Joy, Joy and Clay. Yeah, she has all of the, she has like the the Holy Week set of things that are really pretty. And I believe um, Kids Christian Prince. Yes, yeah. Kids Christian Prince has too. Um, and Laura, of course, you have all of your resources on your website. Um, there's, there's a lot. And then if you just on Amazon, look up like Holy Week things for kids or Easter things for kids. Um, they were not necessarily Orthodox resources, but there's quite a few things that you can find that would be really, really good for your kids to have. Um, I actually almost forgot that someone shared with me a Holy Week journal for kids that they made. And so it's posted for free on my Holy Week guide. And I'll put the link there. I, I forgot Ooh. all about it because I don't have little ones as much anymore. But there is like a Holy Week journal for little kids that's posted on my um, my Holy Week guide. So like Madonna saying, there are so many. And then the Eastern Orthodox, there's draw near designs that I believe has some resources as well. Um, I'm sure ancient faith is going to have, is going to be sharing. Some um, there, so. And Orthodox Pebbles, Orthodox Pebbles is Orthodox a website Pebbles that has a quite really a bit. Good one too. Um, yes. Just, yeah. Like Madonna said, we're living in, in some good times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you have options, you have resources. So We do. So with that being said, um, to circle back for every year, right? Holy week. 
can be whatever you guys make of it, um, whatever we all collectively make of it. And um, we want to encourage you that it's okay if your kids like fl flail out in the middle and don't do as well as you expected. Just try as a family to enjoy it, to relish it, as Laura said, and to make the most of whatever you can do. And I think that, um, you know, we'll be praying for one another to enjoy their Holy Week and all of the rest of Lent. There's only how many weeks now, Laura? Like, I think we're, we're two weeks and then Holy Week, like we're done. <laughs> yeah, this is the, this is the home stretch. And you can even, uh, sorry to, to keep going, but one other thing that my family and I did last year that was really, really great for us was um, we wrote down each on our own separate piece of paper, a habit I'd like to start, a habit I'd like to stop. And every morning we would go together in front of the cross and we would like pray exactly what's written on the prayer nothing complicated lord please help me to start please help me to stop whatever and we each took turns and we ended in our father and it was really nice to like do that as a family and i think you can even start that from now until easter so there's a lot to be done <laughs> and and we can be with you i could go on forever about this i guess <laughs> <laughs> yes thank you so much madonna and god be with all of you for holy week and we'll see you on the other side Raising Up Cops is a production of Coptic Dad and Mom. This podcast is hosted by Laura Michael and Madonna Lawindi. None of the views expressed during this recording are the official stance of the Coptic Orthodox Church or its hierarchy. These are our personal opinions, collective experiences, and organic discussions on selected topics. If you'd like to reach out with any questions or comments, you can reach us at raisingupcops at gmail.com.